0: Want some of this milkshake? It's pretty good. Oh, no, forget the milkshake. Darren, look. Your father's out there. Does he know I'm in here? No. Why'd you tell me your father was dead? I never said that. What I said was that I didn't have anyone to go to the tournament with. What are you talking about? You don't have anybody to go to the tournament with. The tournament is for father and son. You got a father? Why didn't you go with him? I couldn't. What do you mean you couldn't? Think about it. All those kids and their dads bowling with them. It'd be too much for him. What do you mean? You mean it'd be too much for you? Come on, Mr. Jefferson. I was trying to spare his feelings. My father has a handicap. No, your father has a disability. You have a handicap. Are you ready? Welcome back once again, everybody, to Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. You know who that is. That's me, baby. That's right. Okay, so that was Mr. George Jefferson trying to explain something to a young man who doesn't seem to be taking his father too seriously, huh? Well, that's a problem. Yeah, I'm a father. You know, I've got three daughters. And um, at one time or another, none of them are taking me seriously. So it's okay. Anyway, uh, today's show is about black fathers MIA urban legend or truth and you are gonna be like well who the hell are you Lou you're a white guy I'm like yep I'm a white guy here's the difference though I'm not that that white guy that's going to stand there and pander to you so I'm the white guy that's going to stand there and just do the thing that I know is the correct thing to do as a white guy in today's in today's story here all right today's show and the best thing that I can do is only throw you a bunch of statistics And then try to put that together for you in the proper way. Not the way that I want to present them, but in the truthful way that I found them. And that's all I can do, right? Because if you look at um, statistics all day long, you know, then what you're going to do is you're going to start putting patterns together. And so I, I tend to do that when I start to see things. I put patterns together. And the pattern that I've discovered in this here is that everybody is saying just about the same thing except for one organization. That's, that's the truth. Nearly any organization that I go to, they have come up with the same numbers within one or two percentage points of each other um, and uh, with different set of goals in mind, you know. But the one organization that I've seen that people who are trying to um, dismiss this black father MIA stuff as urban legend are using the one set of facts that I'm telling you are way different than the multiple sets of facts that I found that all agree with one another. And I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not sitting here, t- I'm not an expert, right? I'm going to do the same thing you're going to do when you hang up with this phone with me, right? You're going you're gonna to go ahead and you're going to check my facts, and you should. If you take my word for it, you're crazy. I'm just chat GPT at that point, right? We've already heard that show. That's crazy. By the way, that's getting some mention on Fox News. I am ahead of them. All right. So um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. And um, I was raised by a single woman, uh, two brothers, right? And I'm, I'm sure the only reason that my mother was batshit crazy was because, you know, life, right? Raising three boys, three jobs, stuff like that. I mean... My father was a police officer and a gambler and he never stressed out unless he was complaining that my mother did that to him and he left us flat after a few years of dealing with it, right? So you know, I'm sure that wherever you go in life in the USA, this scenario is more prevalent, you know, than ever. We're not living in the 1950s over here, right? <clears throat> no, we're not. We're not even living in the 60s. But people, people are trying, I think. But, but that does not negate the number of that this, this number right here, that 67% of black families in this country are single-parent households. Now, that doesn't mean that the kid isn't with the father or, or with the mother. That, you know, It's just a single-parent household. That's all. 25% more than Hispanic families, and I'm going to tell you, it's over double white families. Okay? All right. So if you're shouting down this kind of talk, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you you're the problem because you, you're shouting down this kind of talk. Right? This is a free country, and you're not supposed to shout down people's talk. You're supposed to listen to one side, and then you're supposed to rebut, and then you're both, both, supposed to both come together in some kind of compromised agreement. This is the way it's supposed to work. Okay, So um, this absolutely needs to be talked about or nothing is going to change. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is going to change if we don't start talking about these things. I want to learn how to fight. Well, you're going to learn how to fight. Get up. Quit being so difficult. But I'm working on my magic trick. Give me that doggone magic trick. What you gonna do when somebody start picking on you? You gonna disappear? Yeah Man, you can't just disappear, right? That's a, that's a good advice from a father right there. So anyway, here's an example from Newsweek. Uh, and their they're, they're, they're titled uh, article is Absent Black Fathers Myth Racism. Okay. So, yep, that's a good title, I guess. It says black fathers, 70% were most likely to have bathed, dressed, diapered or helped their children use the toilet every day compared with white fathers, 60%, and Hispanic fathers, 45%. You ready? Here comes the organization that said this. The CDC study found. The CDC is the Center for Disease Control. Is the Center for Disease Control interested in how many black fathers there are out there? Is that a disease, by the way? Is fatherhood a disease? Or is the absent father a disease? Or is the absent black father a disease? Hmm. Why is the CDC doing that? The Center for Disease Control. Okay. So, also, more black fathers than white fathers took their children to or from activities every day and helped their kids with homework every day. This is a Newsweek article, and it sounds like a seven-year-old wrote it. Who are they talking to? Newsweek is supposed to be reputable, but they do lean a little certain way, right? We don't talk about what you are here. We only talk about what things are, right? So what? I mean, you how do they know that anyway? How does the CDC say they know that and why do they think they know that, first of all? Why is the Center for Disease Control, like I said before, investigating fatherhood in this country? If 67% of black households are single parent and 25% of white families are single parent, then these numbers are complete lies. Or worse, they're uncorroborated suppositions, which, you know, usually means lies, right? I I think it does. I'm not really sure what anybody else is talking about. That sounds like a lie to me. Here you go, baby. I bought you a snack. Anything else you need? No, babe. I think I'm good. We huh. <laughs> heard that beer opening up, right? <laughs> Thanks again for doing this, baby. My man's tied to you're a sacrificing motorcycle. Sacrificing yourself to protect our son. Aw, oh, you know me. <laughs> I always put myself last. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. When you done with my neck, can you do my feet? Oh, man, that's hysterical, <laughs> right? So... Here's what's happened since integration. Here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Here's what's happened since integration, which I believe was a complete and utter mistake in this country because anything that is forced is an explosion. I don't believe that integrating is a mistake. I didn't say that. So that's a completely different conversation. Wake up, right? I said that integration was a mistake. I said forced integration was a mistake. And I said anything forced is an explosion which exactly is what happened in integration. It was an explosion, and it has stayed that way ever since. Okay? So integration failed because it was forced in one fell swoop, like a bomb. So in 1968, 85% of children under 18 lived with two parents, regardless of the marital status. By 2020, only 70% did according to the Census Bureau's current population survey. That's the Census Bureau. Now, that's not the CDC, thank God. Monitoring these trends is important, right? Because children living in arrangements can have implications, you know, for children's outcomes like academic achievements, internalizing problems like depression and anxiety, which I I did as a kid, right? And externalizing problems such as anger and aggression, which... I think I did as an adult more than I did as a child. I think also because, you know, those things are harder to do when you have a dominating parent over you, right? And that's what happens when you have a single parent. They become dominating because they have to be, or it becomes exactly the opposite, which is even scarier. So regardless of what this guy from Newsweek says, this is a fact from the census, ready? From 1990 to 2021, fatherless households in this country doubled from 1985 to 2021. The percentages of homes with a father went from 85% to 70%. That's a crazy number. My life, and you know, I've had some pretty bad nights. You're not the first person to come from a divorced family. This is America, baby. Most families are like yours and mine. Ooh, yippee, life, liberty, and dysfunction for all. <laughs> Mom, you know how weird it is for me around my dad. I just avoid them altogether, which is easy, because I don't know where he lives. Damn, you don't know where he lives. That's, that's not funny, but you're making a joke out of it because, you know, you have to almost, right? I mean, I made jokes out of it. At one point, my father lived two buildings down from us and on the first floor. We used to walk past his apartment to go to school. He never even bothered with us. What's that all about, right? So the number of children living with their father only, although it is still very small, uh, more than has quadrupled from 0.8 million to 3.3 million. That's a big jump of 4.5%, you know? So between 1968 and 2020, (laughs) it took about 50 years to get it done, but okay. Disarrangement remains much less common than living with a mother only. All right. Hispanic children were the most likely, 6%, to live with two unmarried parents. The percentages of white non-Hispanics, 3.1%, and black is 3.4%. Children living with two unmarried parents. Did not differ statistically. No, it doesn't differ statistically. Of course not. Asian children were the least likely to live with two unmarried parents, roughly 2%. Okay. Hispanic children, ready? Were half as likely as black children to live with their mothers only. With almost a fourth living with their mother only. About 13% of white children and about 8% of Asian children live with their mothers only. Okay. So, where's the number for children living with their black mothers only did you hear that ready hispanic children were half as likely as black children to live with their mothers only right and if i go back here i don't see anywhere it tells me how many black kids live with their moms i don't see that so i'm going to say that again because that's really weird hispanic children were half as likely as black children to live with their mothers only and then it said and then i'm asking you right where's the number for children living with their black mothers it isn't there And they think nobody notices. That's a problem. Like, for some reason, our government, the Census Bureau, doesn't want anyone knowing the truth about how integration has failed the black community. Or they don't want the black community to realize it through unimpeachable stats. So here we go. The percentage, 5%, of white, non-Hispanic children living with their fathers only did not differ statistically from that of black children. So the number of black children living with their fathers is missing. again. <clears throat> it's simple. After four, about 4% of Hispanic children lived with their father only. Asian children were less likely to live with their father only, about 2%, compared to children of other, uh, with, uh, in other races of Hispanic origins. Living with no parent was most common for black children, 8%, followed by Hispanic 4, white non- non-Hispanic 3, and Asian children 1. So it's better for you to know that black children live with no parent, which means a grandparent or somebody else, like an aunt or something like that, then how many actually don't live with their fathers or don't see their fathers? They think that it's better for you to know that. That's that's kind of weird. And I still want to know about that number for black fathers that the Census Bureau has but isn't given me. There is also a recent study from the Canadian government on American studies found that uh, here's a, what race has the most single parent homes? And this is statistic by race, ethnicity, and family nativity. Black and American Indian kids are most likely to live in a single parent family. 64% of black children and 52% of American Indian children fit this demographic. That is from a study from the Canadian government. And the Canadian government doesn't give a damn about percentage of black fathers that are missing they don't they're just going to give you the numbers because they only care about the demographic itself and the numbers themselves and the study itself they're not trying to win any political battles okay when they're not trying to hide any political failures they're just giving you numbers so we're going to go with this a little bit more here let's take a look all right what gender is most likely to be a single parent so now that they said ready this is how they're putting it together they're very smart uh they say uh, black families are 64% of black children live with a single parent. So they say, well, how many of those are living with with moms? Among solo parents, however, right, the vast majority, 81% are mothers, only 19% 19 are fathers. This gender difference is even more pronounced among black solo parents. 89% are mothers and just 11% are fathers. Okay, there you go. There's the number. 11% of black fathers are single fathers who have their kids with them. That's the number. All right. We can start putting together all these facts now, you know. That's crazy. Thank God somebody gave us the number. From another country, too. You can believe that? All right. What percentage of fathers are absent? What? They're going to give us a number? Holy smokes. Here we go. Less than 6%, about 2 million, of all fathers of minor children are solo dads, but 20.2%, about 7 million, are absent dads, of all their minor children. All right. Which race has the most fatherless children? Wow, here it comes. 57.6% of black children, 31.2% of Hispanic children, and 20.7% of white children are living absent their biological fathers. Okay. Well, there you go. We can do this all day, right? I mean, you know, numbers... Do not lie. They just don't do that. Come on, Pop. Stop being so negative, man. When now, we, now, we left home, we both agreed that we... We didn't agree on nothing. That was you. You insisted that we get away so we have a chance to talk together like father and son before you got married. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Here's some father and son talk. Okay. Get your father out of these woods. <laughs> Pop, come on now. The least you can do is help me unload the stuff from the truck. If that's the least I can do, I'll do it. Yes. <laughs> oh, you gotta love Fred Sanford I grew up watching Fred Sanford he hated white people right that's it and he told you and I was watching him you know if you ever if you're a poor white kid right like I was a poor white kid that's it I was we was, on, we was on welfare and every government kind of thing you could possibly have and my mother died on that stuff even though she didn't need to yeah, period alright <laughs> so we was poor white kids alright and um to grow up watching a successful because he was a successful black man whether he was a junk guy or not he was a successful black man a single father okay and I didn't have a father like that he didn't take care of me and he was going back and forth to court to get money back from my mother who was raising us by herself that's crazy right so I'm watching Fred Sanford and he's taking care of his son all by himself and he's black and I'm like hey that's the way it's supposed to look (laughs) and he hated me I was a white guy so I'm you know I don't even know what kind of messaging that brings about in somebody's head but as a kid somehow it wasn't so confusing I think as an adult with all your social constructs you take Fred Sanford and start confusing him with other things but as a kid All I saw was a guy who loved his son, who was defending his business, and who didn't like white people and had probably a good reason for it, right? That's really all I saw. So you got to ask yourself, man, what's the solution here, man? What's going on? It is not the government's job to create solutions for the lack of parenting in any community, right? Their interference in the black community has absolutely put the black family back 250 years in this country prior to 1968. Because I'm born in 1965. I'm just going to tell you that right now. All right? And I don't remember too much prior to 19. The first thing I remember as a kid is sitting there watching a moon landing. That's it. That's the very first thing I could possibly tell you to remember. And maybe some crazy violence in my house that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> so prior to 1968, you can look at any photo you like and see a much different black community. Right? Blacks owned newspapers for blacks. Banks for blacks. Radio for blacks. Baseball teams for blacks entire sports leagues and businesses small and large and they still do today right and these were intended by black communities and and patronized by those black communities and those businesses thrived why because those communities had the means to pay for them you know today our communities are muddled right and you don't you don't you you only walk into you don't you only walk into a black community and if you walk into a a black community that the state is running you're like ill I don't like this this is look at these buildings right I lived in those buildings I lived there I know you can't yell at me for saying that I lived in it so right and I and many of my friends did too right if you know me you you you're out there and you're hearing me you know you know who you are right okay and I had um, all this nastiness associated with that so yeah that's my association and when you walk into a regular neighborhood you don't know what homes are black and what homes are white and what who lives where and and i think that's pretty cool and maybe you shouldn't know that right but the disparity in the two is so glaring you can't see all of the success in the one but you can see almost all of the failure in another and that doesn't seem fair does it If you think about that, no matter how much you talk about it and you try to make, put a spin on it and try to give us some positivity and try to see all the great things. Oh, you know, Jay-Z came from the Marcy Project. Yes, me too. I came from the Projects too, right? I'm not a zillionaire, but Jay-Z is. You know, Jay-Z is, right? Good for him. I, I think personally that black Americans in this country are actually being subjugated by our federal government. And our state governments. I do. And I don't, think, I don't think that's right. And I think it's systemic. And I think that it's um, produced. Right? Which means it's manufactured. You know? Uh, well, I think it's unfair. I think after 1968, well, look at the history of the nucleus of the black American family. And I'm going to tell you what. Here's a real you know, white family's conversation that I remember as a kid. Here it comes. I'm going to give it to you. Okay? Because I'm a New Yorker. I was too young to remember black entrepreneurship solely for the black community. But I remember this. I remember my grandmother asking, what happened to Harlem? And not understanding. I can remember my uncle answering her. Well, it used to be great. I'm like, what? What do you mean it used to be great? And make make no mistakes. My my uncle and the rest of my father's side of the family were not woke white Italian guys from the neighborhood, okay? They just knew what they saw and they saw the change and they knew why. Because they lived it. And it kind of sounded like this, right? Hey, uh, and Nicky, did, uh, did Harlem used to be nice when the colors were running things up there, you know? And that's what my uncle would say, right? And then my father would say, hey, you know, when I was stationed up there, there was never any trouble. Lots of families and shit, businesses. Now it's like a fucking zoo, replied my father, right? Okay. Oh, I remember when the blacks had all the businesses and Sugar Ray Robinson he was your father's favorite because he was so fast. I remember when Sugar Ray Robinson had it almost the whole street on 125th. I don't understand what happened. And that was my grandmother, okay? You know? I mean, what? how did that happen in three years from 68 to 71? These people are complaining about that. I'm six years old, seven years old, listening to this in 1972. How did you go from 68 to 72 like that? In five years, right? I'm going to say the government had something to do with it. How did the Bronx become Beirut in 1978? So much so that President Carter had to come visit it in order to understand why New York needed a bailout. You know? What is the number one cause of single motherhood in this country? The main cause of single-parent families are high rates of divorce, non-marital childbearing, and a 2019 study from the Pew Research Center has shown that the United States has the world's highest rate of children living in single-parent households. Amazingly enough, every article you read denying these facts are using the same single CDC statistics and charting. That's how they are interpreting that information. They are using the omission of the numbers as a defense that the black fatherhood is not an issue. But just like me, every one of those detractors are white. Every one of them. I'm white. And I'm saying the complete opposite. Is it because I'm a, I'm a racist? Oh, come on. I'm not a racist. You've listened to me. I'm not a racist. I'm like a liberal and sitting here talking to you. I'm just a different kind of liberal, that's all. It is because I can read and discern the value of percentages, right? And how they reflect on the society around us. All you have to do is look at the percentages and say to yourself, what does this mean for my neighborhood? What does it mean for society around me? What does it mean for society in general? Especially when the numbers are describing the very society that we live in to deny these numbers, to save the dignity of someone else, is monumentally racist. Right? Did you hear me? To deny these numbers, to save someone else's dignity is racist. Why? Because you assume that those folks can't do it on their own or even worse, ready? Even worse, that you are their champion. My God, please tell me you're not doing that. Please tell me you're not trying to be somebody's champion. Okay? The lie that there is equal opportunity for all exists only in the realization that opportunity dwindles with race. And the way those opportunities are perceived by the other humans around that race, okay? No one can fix any problems in the black community except for the black community. But I'm going to tell you, black leaders like Al Shopton, who are unabashed charlatans, are continually upheld by the black community and educated folks like Larry Elder, Thomas Sowell, and Clarence Thomas, those people are called Uncle Toms. You know, and most of the time, They're being called Uncle Toms by white and black elitists from some side of the country that people have have a hard time understanding, like me. Like, they have a hard time understanding their point, their interference, and their willingness to stay predictable in their racism. In the end, folks, numbers don't lie. That's all. Math doesn't lie. Percentages don't lie. They can just come about in different ways, you know? The numbers I gave you are from accredited spaces and from accredited sources but you may find others I tried I only came up with the CDC which which are not based on percentages for some reason that include real research and quantifiable ratios because they don't give it to you how does all this information change anything or even help anybody Well, that doesn't I'm sorry it doesn't it doesn't help anybody right because it only helps you if you want to hear it right if if my information And my messaging is correct. You heard me. And I know you've heard that from somebody else, right? Right? Okay? We've talked about that too over this podcast. I know you've heard that from somebody else before, right? That's a famous quote, only I put it a little bit differently. Until folks start looking at this clearly and start realizing that the simplicity of understanding is in the numbers, then perhaps the black community of young men and women today will say, I want a family. Period. That's all. That's how things start. With a simple idea. The family unit needs a champion, right? You know who that champion is? It's the dad. That's who it is. Look, I have to believe I'm my daughter's champion. And I want to believe I'm my wife's champion, too. But she makes those choices. A grown-ass woman. Uh, You know, people need truth. And to be truthful with the world around them, right? They need truth to be truthful with the world around them, okay? Okay. Living in a state of victimhood and perpetration as your own bystander is never going to achieve the forward motion a collective can achieve in one leap. You know? Dignity is not measured in how much help you are given, but in how much help you take. Right? The help you are given should never be taken without limit. That's equal to zero dignity. Dignity is not measured on how much people offer you but in how much you need. And the more people offer you should not equate to being the more you need. That is also equal to zero dignity. You know, we've talked about this subject um, for almost the full time of the podcast, and and, uh, we've had some clips in there of shows from uh, black family shows with fathers and um, without fathers, right? Um, like, this is America. <laughs> Yo, this, is, this is the United States of America, right? And um, this is going to happen. We're going to have people that don't show up. You know, the black population in this country is only 13%. And if you start putting those numbers together, you're 15%. If you start putting those numbers together, then you start say, asking yourself, yeah, could this be a myth or is it, is it real? Is it an urban legend? Well, it's only an urban legend if you treat it that way, Right. And it's only real if you treat it that way. So here's who can help treat it real, right? Society. And in general, I mean media, right? When you look at television, you shouldn't be seeing black men with white women. What you should be seeing is black men with black women, with black children raising their families, right? And that's how we get it done. We send those messages subtly for everything else, right? Why can't we send that message too? You know, everybody's so interested in integration, but nobody's interested in the nucleus of the culture that we're losing by that integration. There's nothing wrong with marrying and loving and falling in love with whoever you want. Nobody should care. I don't care. But don't ask these questions about black fathers if they're missing. Don't leave it hanging out there like it's an urban legend or whether or if it's a truth to just let it go. With numbers that are like this? Let's start making some tiny little improvements. Yo, I'm going to call out one guy in particular. President Barack Obama, I voted for you twice, man. Where are you, brother? Right? Where are you when they need this? you over there being a good father to your kids and a good husband to your wife, buying big houses in white neighborhoods. Let's go, man. I'm talking to you especially. When are you going to stand up and get out of the politics and start getting into the neighborhoods? You know how much you could do? My God. Anyway, listen, I'm really glad that you let me ramble on about this. Uh, and I'm really glad that you stayed, if you did, for the whole show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, folks. You have a great day. And don't forget, are this is ready? Louis G with things you are not supposed to talk about. And, man, we talked about something nope, nobody ever talks about anymore. Otherwise, they would talk about it, right? Have a great day.